All right, our score here at Bright Hockey Center, Merrimack taking on Harvard is 0-0 uh, at the end of the first period. And joining us is the Commissioner of the Hockey Association, and it is Joe Britannia. And first of all, Joe, uh, just talking off the air, uh, you were there at the, the game on Friday night, Merrimack against Boston College, and uh, you know, saw you had a little write-up in the uh, the Hockey's release this week about it, and uh, some interesting thoughts about them. Yeah, I was very impressed. I mean, I, I've been doing this a long time, as you know, and uh, I know they've been putting some, some money and some uh, effort into the building, and I just thought it was absolutely spectacular. I got in there a little bit late and uh, saw the, the, the lines and the concession stand and thought I was seeing a, a between period break, but it was crowded out there, it was crowded inside, and I, I stood third, three rows back behind the net and enjoyed every minute of it. So, uh, and, and I think, you know, you, you can't plan everything. You can plan to spend dollars. You can't plan that you can have a team like this at the same time you, you make some changes. So it's pretty nice to see both of them come together. I guess that's another one of the things, too, is that uh, you take a look at the polls, the national rankings, and, of course, you've got uh, BU and BC up there, UNH and Maine, and then you, you look at who's there also, and number 18 is Merrimack. I think a couple of years ago, people would be pretty surprised to see that. Well, the other thing that's funny, and we're here at Harvard, and I, you know, I have season tickets here as a, as a former player, and it's about the only money I, I give them. Uh, I don't know, they need my money, but so I was sitting with Bill Cleary and Lane McDonald and uh, you know, some of the great hybrid names from the past. And this is their only non-league home game. And I, and I think for some of the, you know, the people in India don't follow this as closely, uh, probably looking at the schedule, they thought, oh, you know, he's Merrimack, you know, we should, we should do okay. And I was trying to tell them, you may have picked the wrong year to, to have them in the schedule because Harvard's down a little bit. We all know how well Merrimack's playing. So they're all down the other end, you know, learning about the Costa and uh, uh, in Canada, and some of the names that uh, must know very well. That first period of play, uh, 20 minutes in now, no score. Both clubs seem to be feeling each other out a bit. Not an awful lot, uh, as you said, if you're an SID, which, I, which you were. That's a perfect first period, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think uh, from what I'm learning, I haven't seen Harvard play yet, but everybody I've talked to, Ben Smith is here, who's another Harvard guy, but he scouts for USA Hockey. People have seen say they have trouble scoring. Uh, their, their strength is the goaltender probably first. They look like they get some pretty good defense as well. So Merrimack had the better opportunity to make a close six Harvard shots from Harvard one. That's just uh, kind of a for Joe, but uh, yeah, I think there was a little bit of feeling out. It's too bad there's not many people here. These kind of odd uh, midweek games from time to time when it's the only game in town, usually you, you tend to get all the, the unaffiliated people and you get a little bit better of a turnout, but uh, this may be more of a, of a reflection of uh, Harvard's early, early season results. Before we forget, I certainly want to touch on the fact that uh, uh, you being here, the uh, the tickets go on sale Saturday for the Hockey East Tournament. Uh, what are the details? Yeah, we're excited about it. It's uh, You go through Ticketmaster or you can go into the garden. And I know some people get in line there and then don't quite get the seats they want because everybody at home on their computers is like a little mini box office. But uh, <coughs> I should have that number memorized in my head, but I don't. But it's, uh, it's Ticketmaster or you can go online together. Uh, we've had pretty good uh, uh, December sales in recent years when people buy things like that. Uh, you know, it usually goes the flow of playing well. It's probably maybe fans that play half the league, but it's probably still a month out already. And maybe fans of five school one. So uh, it goes 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. And, uh, as I said, uh, we've had uh, close to 5,000 tickets sold in the first week uh, in recent years. So uh, uh, I 
No score here at the end of the first period. Merrimack taking on Harvard and uh, Joe, of course, uh, your old uh, stomping ground too. Well, when was this rink built? Did you play in this rink? I, uh, you know, I, the, the ceiling is the same. They, what they did in 1979, they, they blew off the walls, which just the cinder blocks and uh, bleachers. And so they left the existing uh, ceiling. When I was lying flat on my back, which I was many nights here, the same ceiling we're looking at now. Uh, but uh, the old rink is called Watson Rink, and you should get dressed in the field house and walk over with our bag and put our skates on in here like you were comfortable. I remember being in high school. My four years in high school were the four years that Ken Dryden played at Cornell. I remember walking next to him uh, when they'd walk from one building because it was pretty casual, you know. And he was a giant without his skates on. And, uh, so we always all would get dressed in one building with his skates on and walk across. Uh, but this building seven had dedicated it with the uh, 80 Olympic game. Played a, uh, I think Jim Craig got a corner up and shut out here in November of 79, the first game. Uh, on their way to the, the gold medal in February of, of 80. You know, we, we were talking, uh, a couple of us, uh, before the game about the fact that, I mean, I remember back to uh, 25 years or so ago, obviously, I'm getting up there too, right? But, uh, uh, you know, the great Harvard teams of the 1980s, and of course they won the national title in 89, and the great players that they had that in those years, the McDonald's and Corbo's, you know, the, the Corbo, I think, may still hold the record for, for the uh, scoring in the state of Mass, but, but the things have changed so much over the years, and it is the case that back then, this rink, a place where it, it was on a par with, with rinks like Walter Brown Arena and so on, and, and maybe Maybe now it's, it's, uh, it's I, I don't know how much it may affect recruiting. You may have a better idea than I. I mean, does Harvard need to invest more in its facilities to, to try to get back to the prominence it once had? Well, you know, it's always dangerous to, to, to pass judgment on somebody else's uh, needs and spending and so forth. I, I will say, having spent kind of half of my professional life in the UCAC and half in hockey, you do see the investment that the hockey schools make. And, and I think the other thing is that, you know, Harvard, this is actually a pretty nice rig, I think, but when you look underneath uh, the amenities for the player, and that's probably where they're, they're hurting a little bit. You've seen what the schools do now with the weight loaders and the different, different things for the players. But the recruits are pretty savvy consumers. I mean, they go around, they know what's out there in other places. The other thing that I hate to acknowledge is that maybe for a lot of families, the value of education is what it used to be. And, and uh, you can think of the Ivies, the Harvard, go head-to-head with these battles and what they can offering is an education with an upper hand, but I think some of the blue chip players are figuring that you know they're gonna get their full career and they're gonna, they're gonna make their money doing that and I think it's diminished the, the importance of, of education when they make their decisions and I think in some cases it's a shame. What has surprised you early on here about the hockey season? Um, you know, I think you know, even though you, you, you thought with the cost there, some of the pieces back, you thought they were going to be pretty good. I think they're even better than uh, I thought they were going to be. I thought, I, I'm surprised that BU was able to reload as quickly as they did because they lost not just graduation in NHL, but, you know, they... Uh, uh, threw some guys off the team and they had to replace a lot of people. Now I know when you say you've got freshmen there, it, the word freshman has a different meaning today than it did 10 years ago. They're, you know, 20, I think Lowell's got a goalie that turned 21 last March as a freshman. Um, so, but I, I was surprised how quickly they were able to turn around. I think UNH is actually playing a little bit better than I thought, breaking in a new goalie and so forth. And I think everybody kind of thinks that BC will be there. I mean, 8-5 and five or whatever they are isn't uh, probably a reflection of what they've got. They remind me now. I mean, they're the, as far as I'm concerned, they're the Edmonton Oilers now in college hockey. Well, they certainly have four different ways they can beat you with a veteran goalie. And, you know, George Wozdecki, uh, when he swept him in October, he said that was the best college team he had ever seen that early in the year. You know, and everybody can't miss a little rusty until they get it going. And that's some 
good for hockey or that would leave the strength of the remaining ECAC teams. But one of the things you see, and you see it in football conferences now, is once the first domino falls, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen and who's going to move where. And You know, people are very confident in saying, well, if they do this, these guys will do that. And I, I don't know. I, I hope the Penn State thing is a good thing in the end. Gaining a huge Division One program and losing, say, four small schools would not be a good thing for the sport. So I hope when it all shakes down, we... We keep the critical mass that we need of, of 58, 59, you know, 60 to define somebody else. I'd hate to see contraction uh, as a result of this. Well, Joe, thanks as always. We appreciate seeing you, and uh, especially back at your alma mater, Harvard. So enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm one of those uh, cranky, uh, eccentric alum walking around the building like all the ones I used to make fun of before. <laughs> thanks, Joe, and happy holidays, Joe. And to you. Thank you. <laughs> 